Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Hallelujah. Church, I want you to turn in your Bibles today to Luke chapter 3 real quickly. I don't know how far we're going to get through this today, but I want you to know that you can talk to the Holy Spirit. And He'll talk back. I want you to know that you can have such a relationship with the Holy Spirit that you'll never be the same again. Luke chapter 3. I'm in this series called The Holy Spirit and today, so if you're new here today, if this is your first time in a while, first two Sundays I spent teaching and preaching on the person of the Holy Ghost because I don't want a church that knows his gifts but don't know who he is, that doesn't know him. So we spent the first two Sundays talking and preaching and teaching about who he is. But today I'm going to shift gears on you a little bit. We're about to start teaching on the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. The baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. Now, leaders in this house and those of you that have been around for a while, don't check out on me. Because some of you, you have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but you don't have no fire. And Jesus said, I came to baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. That's what he said. So leaders, don't you check out on me. Oh, yeah, well, I'm probably going to pray for a few people. You might need to get prayed for. Amen, Pastor. Luke chapter 3 and verse 15. Now, as the people were in expectation, that's, hey, listen now, that's what brings it. Did you come expecting anything this morning? Are you watching, expecting anything to happen? Or is this just another normal Sunday? Now, while the people were in expectation and all reasoned in their hearts about John, whether he was the Christ or not, John answered saying, oh, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And that he is Jesus. How many want everything Jesus has for you? Hallelujah. That he is Jesus. Glory be to God. His winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Hallelujah. I want you to go, let's, let's, I want you to go to Luke 12. Luke 12, I, I'm, I'm gonna try to be a little quicker with this so we can get to the preacher, but Luke 12, verse 49. Hallelujah. Now listen to what Jesus said. I came to send fire on the earth. There it is right there. Well, I don't know about all this, these Christians talking about fire and stuff. Well, listen, this is what Jesus said. I came to send fire on the earth. Oh, glory. And he said, how I wish it was already kindled. 
I, watch this. But I have a baptism to be baptized with. And Jesus said, there's only one thing I was ever distressed about. I was waiting to release it. Oh, how I am distressed until it is accomplished. Hallelujah. Let the church say amen. Let the church shout amen. Glory be to God. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. We're going to read just for, uh, just a few scriptures here. Acts chapter 1 and then just one more passage and then we're, you, uh, we're going to pray and you can be seated. We're going to start in verse 4. And being assembled together to, with them, he commanded them. I want you to know it was not a suggestion. Why is the church treating the baptism of the Holy Ghost like a suggestion? He said, the Bible says he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me for John, he's bringing you back to what John said. Now, John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Glory be to God. Now, let's go over to Acts chapter 2, verse 1. This is when it happened. This is when it happened, and then we're going to pray. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and they sat upon each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, bless the reading and the preaching and the teaching of your holy word. Father, we thank you today for the presence, your presence that is in this house, the anointing. I sense your spirit hovering over this place right now. I sense his fire being kindled right now. And in the name of Jesus, I pray, let an anointing show up that'll destroy every yoke of bondage, break every chain of hell, and bring down every mindset that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. We bind up everything that is not of you, Lord, and we loose everything that is of you by the power of the Holy Ghost. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, let thy kingdom come and let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Look upon my availability and not my ability, Holy Ghost, and glorify Jesus. Magnify Jesus in the church today. We ask in Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. Look at three people before you see it and say, it's time to get some fire. Those of you online right now, I want you to just... Text somebody, tweet somebody, Facebook somebody, and just tell them it's time to get the fire. It's time to get the fire. Now, I'm going to start this Sunday, I'm going to start this message off today, somewhat like I started uh, last week off. I want to just talk a little more about my testimony of being baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. Because I'm going to tell you right now, when I was baptized with the Holy Ghost, I got the fire. Now, it, it was not, it, it was an untamed fire. But it was fire. I was going to burn something. I was going to do something. Amen. You know, but, but, but I got the Holy Spirit and I got the fire. And, uh, but <laughs> I, I need you to understand something. That when I was baptized in the Spirit, I was not looking for an anointing for ministry. I need you to get this. 
and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to drive this home. Even if I don't get no further today, I'm driving this point home. Because many times we sit out there when there is a call for the baptism of the Spirit, and we say, well, I'm not called into the full-time ministry, so I don't need it. I'm not called to go, I'm not called to go preach. I'm not called to go lay hands. I'm not called to do this. So I really don't need to go down there. That's for those who are called into the ministry. I need you to understand when I was, when I went to, went for the, went down to receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost, I ministry was not on my mind. Brother Kenny, you want to know what was on my line, my mind? Trying to stay alive. I needed something that was going to get me past death. I needed something that was going to hit my life that didn't just guarantee me heaven, but brought heaven in me while I walked on the earth. I needed something. I wasn't trying, let my God, I wasn't trying to say, Lord, I need this baptism so I can go heal the sick. That, yeah, you can, I mean, I'm, that's part of it. I wouldn't, I, I didn't need this baptism so I could stand up and preach under the anointing. I didn't need this baptism so I could turn around and, and lay hands on people and they'd be baptized. I needed a baptism in the Holy Ghost so I could walk out those doors and say, I'm not going back to who I used to be. I have found what I have been looking for. There was a treasure in a field and now I can live this is why I came down and said Lord feel me I don't want to die have you ever felt like you were drowning yes the baptism is for power we see that in scripture yes it is the is for the anointing and ministry yes it's for the supernatural workings of God but it's also for the single mom who puts her, her, bed, her kids to bed at night and soaks her pillows with tears because she feels she just can't do it no more. It's also for the dad who's working two and three jobs trying to make ends meet and the pressure keeps getting heavier every single day and he's looking for a break and he's looking at his gun cabinet different than what, the way he used to look at it and he's wondering, should I stay in this world anymore? I'm going to preach this thing today. It's also for the business owner or the executive that can't sleep at night because the stress and the turmoil keeps adding and mounting and mounting. It's also for the student that is trying their best to navigate through peer pressure, messed up families and things nobody else knows about. It's for the person who loves Jesus but is buried by a mountain of depression and needs the joy of the Lord. It's for the person that is hiding pain and hurt and every day it seems like the chains of hell gets tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. There is a bomb in Gilead and his name is the Holy Ghost and his fire will make you free. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I get excited talking about the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Because he's in me. The baptism in the Holy Spirit, listen, is the difference maker. The disciples we read about in this Bible, the, the disciples we read about in the Gospels, 
are not the same disciples we read about in the book of Acts. Hallelujah. They might have had the same names, but they were different people. They had been changed. They had been transformed. Hallelujah. They were completely different. Peter's name might have still been Peter, but Peter was not the same Peter. Ha <laughs> ha. Glory be to God. And beloved, listen to this very carefully. Unfortunately, that is where most believers are living today. Most believers are living in between the resurrection and Pentecost. That's where we're at. Man, you're saved. Man, you're on your way to heaven. Man, you love the Lord. But you lack joy. You lack happiness. You lack peace. You lack hope. You lack power. You lack anointing. You lack faith. You lack the overwhelming presence of God in your life. I encourage you, church, to do a Bible study. Let me drive this point home, praise God. I encourage you to do a Bible study. Do a Bible study of the Gospels, or in the Gospel, in the Gospels of the lives of the disciples between the resurrection and Pentecost. Just, just read them for several days. Because some people say, well, that's where I like it, is between resurrection and Pentecost. Really? If you'll read about their lives during this time, you'll find out it wasn't real good. Oh, I thank God for the resurrection. But I thank God for the 50 days after the resurrection called the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah! I encourage you to do that Bible study. The recorded accounts we have of them during this time, uh, listen, they were filled with doubt. They were filled with unbelief. They were filled with fear. They were hiding in their homes. They were filled with anger. They were filled with sorrow. And the times Jesus did show up, he rebuked them for their lack of faith. Is this where you want to live? Between resurrection and Pentecost? When there's so much more? Oh, glory be to God. I said when there's so much more for you? I'm not talking about the Holy Ghost coming to ch so that you can have him to change somebody else. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost coming so you can be changed. Hallelujah. So you can be transformed. So you don't come home and kick the doors off the hinges and cuts everybody out anymore. So that you don't go out there and sleep around on your spouse anymore. So that you don't go out and cheat on your business deals. So that you are no longer falling to temptation. I'm talking about a transformation. Glory be to God. Most Christians today are living with tremendous fear. Many doubt in their hearts the power of God. Many today stay angry and hurt all the time. Some stay depressed and sorrowful all the time. They're a new creation, yes. They're on their way to heaven. But they have not received the power from on high so that the new creation can reach to the top of its potential. Hallelujah. Let me just say this. I alluded to it a little bit, but I'm going to drive this home too. Because there's something in me, and I don't know what it is, but there's something in me that can't stand somebody looking at other people talking about, you need this. 
I don't know what it is. But let me say this. To those who have been filled with the Spirit but are not full of the Spirit. You need a fresh baptism. Many believers who have been filled with the Spirit, many have been filled with the Spirit. They spoke with other tongues just like, uh, just, just, just like uh, others have. But watch this. But you're angry. You're bitter. You're full of fear, doubt, have no peace, and have no joy. That is the reason. The reason for this is because you, are, you have been filled, but you are not full. In Acts 6, the apostles did not say choose seven men who have been filled with the Spirit. Acts 6, they said choose seven men who are full of the Holy Spirit. There is a difference. I said there is a difference, church, from somebody who has been filled and somebody that's walking around tipping over on everybody because they're so full of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. In Acts chapter 7, they said, the Bible says that Stephen was being stoned and he looked up into he gazed up into heaven full of the Holy Spirit and saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. This lets us know two things. Those who are full of the Spirit can go to another place in ministry and they can see in the realm of the Spirit that other people cannot see. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So I'm going to spend the rest of the little time I have on one thing. It's going to bring down every mindset that people may have against the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. Whether we know it or not, there are mindsets and unbiblical denominational teachings that will hinder us from being filled and being full of the Holy Ghost. So let's just, let's just handle one today. Y'all don't get scared. The first thing I'll, listen, write this down, whatever, put it in your phone, whatever you need to do. The first thing I want to discuss is the baptism of the Holy Spirit as the second work of the Spirit or the second work of grace. Some people call it second work of grace. Some people call it the second blessing. I want to discuss this today. Now, when I say second work of grace, I'm not talking about what happens at salvation. Understand very clearly. The baptism of the Holy Spirit does not save you. You can be saved and on your way to heaven and you will get there without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's going to be a little tough. It's going to be hard, but you'll get there. The baptism in the Spirit does not save you. And those who teach that are, listen, they have fallen into error. Glory be to God. So I want you to know today, just because if you don't have the baptism of the Spirit, it does not mean you're on the way to hell. The devil's a liar. The blood of Jesus has washed your sins clean. And you are a new creation if you have bowed your knee and surrendered to the Lord. I want you to know that Jesus is your Lord and Savior and heaven is your home. Hallelujah. <coughs> Glory. Now watch this. So what I mean by the second work of grace. Now those of you that have been around Pentecost for a little while, can you just pray for everybody else? Just pray under your voice right now. Because there's so many new people that have shown up to this church in the past three months. They love it. They know, man, they're like, I ain't never felt this in my life, but I ain't got a clue what's going on. 
I have no idea, but I'm just willing to stick around long enough to figure it out. Well, we're going to help you. So what I mean by the second word for grace is that the baptism in the Spirit is a, it is a separate work of the Spirit other than what happens at salvation. Many have been taught that being saved and, the, and being baptized in the Spirit are the same thing. This is erroneous. And I'm not going to give you the Assemblies of God doctrinal stance. I'm going to give you the B-I-B-L-E stance. How can these two, watch this. Now, these two can happen almost at the same time. I have watched people come down and give their lives to the Lord, and then we prayed for them, and then they got baptized in the Holy Ghost. So I'm not talking about a time thing. I'm talking about a work. They're not the same work. In other words, and let me just step back for a minute because I felt a little resistance on that. That's okay. That's okay. I want you to know I'm not up here to argue points. I'm not up here to debate. I'm up here for the hungry soul that says, my God, there's got to be more. There has got to be more. And pastor, if you can help me beyond this mindset, I'll come down and get everything that God has for me. So I'm not here to argue points. You, you can be a Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, whatever. Just be full of the Holy Ghost. I don't care what you want to put on your shirt. really don't matter to me. So let's go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now this is where I'm about to start teaching for a moment. I'm going to preach, I'm going to teach, and I might even mix in a little bit of apologetics. Y'all look that word up later. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Now, now here, here, listen. In other words, when you get born again, when you get saved, when you come down to an altar and you bow your knee and you surrender everything to the Lord and you accept him as your Lord and Savior, this is what happens. I'm going to clear it up for you. The, listen, the Holy Spirit baptizes you into Jesus. The Holy Spirit takes you and puts you in the body, the body of Christ. That's what happens according to Scripture. Again, whatever denominational papers say, if they don't line up with that, they're wrong. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit takes you and puts you in the body of Christ. How many are glad that you are a part of the redeemed? You are part of the beloved. You are part of the body of Christ. Oh, glory. That's what happens. That's what happens. But now I want you to go to Luke chapter 3 and verse 16. John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, according to Scripture, Jesus is the one who baptizes with the Holy Ghost and fire. So when you get born again, the Holy Spirit baptizes you into Jesus. But when you come down for the Holy Ghost and fire, Jesus baptizes you in the Holy Ghost. Now this is according to Scripture. Glory be to God. 
Everybody lift your hands real quick and say this right here. Jesus, I want all that you have for me. Yeah. Has Jesus ever given, given you something to hurt you? Has Jesus ever given you something that wasn't good for you? Then why are we resisting him on this? I tell you, oh, help me, Holy Ghost. I tell you why. Because people, <laughs> make sure I'm not going, stepping over the edge. Right? I, want, I want anointing to lift. Because people who may, be, who may have not learned or been experienced with the baptism because they didn't know about it, taught you against it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The, I'm going to go and say it anyway. The people who used to have this building, who built this building, my pastor would stand up and preach on the baptism and they would go on radio and say, speaking in tongues is of the devil. But you can't speak against the Holy Ghost and think you're still going to be blessed. And now there is a Holy Ghost tongue-talking, fire-breathing, devil-stomping body of believers occupying this property. You can't speak against the Holy Ghost and think you're going to be okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh. The Lord moves in mysterious ways. Glory be to God. So we're talking about this, a second work of grace. We're talking about this being different. Now, in Acts chapter 8, listen to what it says. And when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might, have, they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. These people had been saved. These people had been baptized in water. Listen to me. But they didn't have the Holy Ghost. So Peter and John come down with an apostolic anointing to lay hands on them. To receive the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 19. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. This is what you need to say to people who have already been saved from now on. If, you say, if you're out there witnessing and they tell you, man, I love the Lord, I've been born again, this is what you need to say. Have you received since you believed? Have you received since you believed? Now, if this was all the same, this was all the same work that happened at salvation, why is Paul asking this? Has he lost, has he just lost his mind, or does he know that just because you've been born again don't mean you've been baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire? Now watch this. So they said to him, well, he said, they said, man, we ain't even heard of no Holy Ghost. 
He said to them, into what were you baptized in? So they said, into, the, into John's baptism. He said, okay, these folks ain't even saved. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying that they should believe on him who come after him, that is Jesus Christ. And when they heard this, they were baptized in it. That means they believed, because you don't baptize sinners. I mean, I'm sure there's some folk that went down in the water and came up. You, you understand, but we don't baptize sinners. You've got to make a public confession of Jesus Christ to be baptized in water. And the Bible says they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now watch this. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. I'm doing this. Because I guarantee 65 to 70% of this church are from traditional, denom or your backgrounds are from traditional denominations who did not believe in the baptism. And I'm saying, Lord, this is a hurdle, but we're getting over it. Many of our traditional denominations, now listen to this very clearly because you're going to walk out of here you're going to walk out here this Sunday. You're going to be so full of the Holy Ghost. You're going to go to work and you're going to tell somebody, man, you can't believe what I learned this past Sunday. The preacher was talking about this. And do you know there's a second work of grace and there's going to be somebody who's half backslidden, twice cold, and a frozen popsicle. And they're going to sit there and say, yes, but the book of Acts, you cannot use it for doctrinal purposes. Two of the major denominations in this land, in the nation, will tell you the book of Acts is only a historical account of the first church being birthed. It is not for doctrine. It's in their papers. I'm not making this up. So since, let's say somebody, since somebody might believe that, let's go to John. You believe the Gospels, don't you? You accept the Gospels as, as doctrine, don't you? You accept the Gospels as truth, don't you? Let's go to John 20. We're talking about a separate work of grace. John 20, verse 22. And when he had, when he had said these, this, these things, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Now, most people say, see, they were saved and baptized at the same time. That's baptized in the Holy Ghost. But watch, if that be true, we've got some major issues. We've got some big problems in the Word of God, if that is true. What are you talking about? Luke 24, 49 is a big issue. Luke 24, 49 says, go, you, you wait for the promise of, father, of the Father in Jerusalem. We have a huge issue in Acts chapter 1. We have a huge issue in Acts chapter 1 verse 5 where he says, and he commanded them to go and wait into Jerusalem until they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. If they were baptized with the Holy Spirit in John 20, then why did he tell them to go wait? I'm telling you right now, you let all that garbage, 
You let all that nonsense go out the window and let God be true and let every man be a liar. I haven't brought nothing to you that I ain't brought out of that word of God. The Bible says that the flower fade and the grass wither, but the word of the Lord shall remain forever. The Bible says thy word shall always remain. I'm here to tell you today, it doesn't matter what they said and it don't matter what they believe. They might have even been trying to help you, but they might have been uneducated or have not had a revelation of who the baptism or what the baptism is and who the Holy Ghost is. I'm telling you today, you don't have to walk out depressed. I'm telling you today, you don't have to walk out addicted. I'm telling you today, you don't have to walk out racist. I'm telling you today, you ain't got to walk out religious. There's a fire that'll fall on you, that'll keep you saved, that'll keep you married, and that'll keep you free. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Jesus told his disciples, go and wait in Jerusalem because they had not been baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus did not want his disciples living in between the resurrection and Pentecost. He did not want them living, living and ministering without the power and the person of the Holy Spirit. This would change everything. The same is true for every one of us. Jesus does not want us living in between the resurrection and Pentecost. Oh, man, that's good, but that's just a waiting period. There's something new and fresh for you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So this morning, as I was in prayer this past week, I said, Lord, I need somebody to give a testimony. And I don't want it to be... uh, Someone that folks see down front or on the stage all the time. Because you'll, you'll turn around and say, oh, that's them, see. I said, I want it to be somebody that was skeptical of the Holy Ghost. You know, Jesus can deal with you. It's okay that you're skeptical. Jesus is big enough to handle this. Don't worry about that. Don't even trip. I promise you. You are a prime candidate to get knocked on your face. (laughs) Glory be to... Mark Rutland, he was telling his testimony. He said, he said, I wasn't looking. I didn't want the Holy Ghost. He said, I was the man that had two doctorates that they brought in to teach the church why this wasn't real. And he finds himself weeping before God saying, don't kill me, God gets baptized with the Holy Ghost, and now it, then it was the man they took all over the nation to tell people why the baptism is real. You're a prime candidate. You're a prime candidate. But I want to invite somebody up just to quickly give their testimony. Uh, Pastor Jason, have that microphone ready. Reese Hood, come on up here. Y'all give a hand for Reese. I want... <laughs> Reese, come on up here on the stage, brother. I, I like, I like, I wanted y'all to see somebody who, who was just, you know, one of those resistant ones. Like, Brother Reese, you gave your life to the Lord back in Trail to Hell, was it, sir? Yes, sir. It'd be a year this October. Yeah. Hallelujah! 
Reese, after you gave your life to the Lord, you started attending church. Now, just kind of walk people through kind of whatever the Holy Ghost puts on your heart on how you came to that place of receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost in fire. All right, well, uh, it all kind of started about, I don't know, about three months after I got saved. Um, it was during the Daniel fast, and uh, I was attending a, a prayer meeting, and I remember I, was, I came to the altar and, and was praying, you know, and uh, some, some, you know, brothers, they, they got around me and prayed for me to receive the, the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I really didn't know nothing about the Holy Spirit, didn't, didn't know a lot, and... Uh, you know, didn't really want to know a lot. Didn't, yeah. Didn't, didn't, didn't want you, to you was with fine it, yeah. with being in between the resurrection That's and Pentecost. Right. Yeah. yeah, I was very skeptical, very skeptical. And uh, it's, uh, thank you. Trying to think. I started reading your book about the same time. Uh, that was, this is about three weeks span of time. And I read your book every day. And every day when it would say, you know, when it would, when it would tell me to pray in the Holy Ghost, yeah. I would pray, Lord, I don't know what this is. But I want it. My God. And I remember standing right there at this altar right here. And uh, I'm sure he don't mind if I mention his name. But Brother Phil, he approached me. And, uh, you know, the Lord knew that it had to be somebody I was comfortable with. Yeah. And Phil come down here and he said, three weeks ago, the Lord spoke to me and said, that boy needs to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. My God. And he prayed for me. And I received the Holy Ghost right there. And my life's been changed ever since. <laughs> my God, y'all give the y'all hear that right there? Life's been changed ever since. Stay up here, brother. The day he started reading the book, three weeks, God spoke to one of the board members in the house. Said that boy needs to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Now, those of us that didn't have some kind of history with you, probably couldn't have got, gotten to you like that. That's right. But he knew Brother Phil. That's right. And, you know, both of y'all just country boys. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm That's saying? Right. And, yep. and, and you was able to relate to him. Yep. And when Brother Phil came down and told him that, they began to pray with him. He got baptized with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. That's right. Now, let me tell you something. He's got the fire too because... Where, where's that dear brother? Brother, stand up back there. Yeah, you. He read my book too. God messed him up. Watch this. He hit me on Facebook. You, I don't know if you know this. He hit me up on Facebook and said, hey, I read your book a while back. Somebody gave me a book. Right. My, your book, my life was changed forever. This has happened to me. And Reese Hood just stopped by my house and invited me to church and I'll be there tomorrow. That's what I'm talking about. The Holy Ghost and fire. That's what I'm talking about, church. You might have the Holy Ghost, but you don't have no fire. And I wanted, I wanted Brother Reese to come up here because I didn't want it to be one of us ministers. I wanted you to see that God will baptize you just like he'll baptize me, just like he'll baptize her, just like he'll baptize them. There ain't nobody too young. There ain't nobody too old. There ain't nobody too young in the faith. There ain't nobody too old in the faith. If you'll come down and break before God and say, Jesus, I want the Holy Ghost and fire, he will baptize you. Thank you, my brother. Come on, y'all give it up for Brother Reese today. Have you received since you believed? No, no, no. Not, oh, well, I go to a church where they do it. 
Not, oh, well, my grandmama and them used to do it. Have you received since you believed? I was gloriously baptized in the Holy Ghost fire. And I thank God for it. Because for the next, Lisa, was it eight, nine months? How long was it after I got baptized, you got baptized with the Holy Ghost? You don't remember? It's okay, baby. It's okay. You don't have to remember the time just as long as you got baptized with the Holy Ghost. I couldn't. I'm going to tell you right now, I couldn't have a wife who wasn't baptized with the Holy Ghost. She'll leave me. <laughs> she got to have some help. How many fellas know what I'm talking about? You thank God for baptized Holy Ghost wives. But uh, when, when, when we got uh, saved, we didn't know who we were in the Lord. This, this, this was a grueling journey. During that time, I got filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized the Holy Ghost the week after I got born again, which was good because it was, I believe it was keeping us married. Because, now again, I wasn't looking for anointing. I wasn't looking to figure out how to lay hands on the sick and then be healed. That happens now. Praise God. I'm just trying to walk in the ways of God. I'm just trying not to go back to who I used to be. That's it. And during that time, because we were trying to learn who we were and things were just so hard, we were broke as a joke, couldn't buy a Coke, it was messed up. Everything was messed up. And not only that, Satan knew the call that was on our lives. So during that time, he was bombarding us with attacks and everything he could possibly do to get us to forfeit and abort what God had put in us. And during that time, because of, I'm sure, because of me trying to find out who I was and she trying to find out who she was and, and all these things and all this weight and all this pressure, no money, can't make the bills, can't even buy groceries, all this happening, there was times where I would come home and she would say, why don't you just leave? Why don't you just leave? Why don't, why don't we just separate? Why are you, why are you here? And I would hear that, but, but I had enough of the Holy Ghost in me to go into the prayer closet. And it was months and months later, I don't know exactly the time, but Lisa Austin was down here wanting the Holy Ghost. My Lisa went down to agree with her to get the Holy Ghost. But and I don't know if Lisa Austin got the Holy Ghost that day, but my Lisa got the Holy Ghost that day. This was right at the brink of a divorce. This was right at the brink of saying, I quit. Now look at what was at stake. If we had chose to live between the resurrection and Pentecost. I don't think I would be here today. And most of you that have been saved under this ministry, I don't know about you either.
But God said, if you'll come down here and you'll humble yourself, I'm going to give you someone that's going to help you make it. Your story might not be the end of a marriage. Your story might be you don't know how to let go of the past. Your story might be you deal with so much pain from the past that you can't ever seem to make any progress for the future. Your story might be you was hurt so bad as a kid that you can't seem to trust anyone. I don't know what your story is. All I know is the Lord has given us the helper to get us beyond this. And I praise God for the day you will lay your hands on the sick and they recover. I, pray God, I praise God for the day you will cast out demons. I praise God for the day you will stand up and, and, and witness, whether it be at your work or in a church, and, you, and, and the glory will come down. But if don't none of that happen, my God, some of you just need to make it till tomorrow. That's it. That's it. And that's what's at stake. And, but God has made provisions, church, for you <laughs> to be filled with the Holy Ghost. To be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. To be full of the Holy Spirit. Now next week, Lord willing, I'm going to continue to preach and teach on the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. And God's going to mess some people up during this time. This church is not going to look the same in about three months. It's going to be a, a bomb that has hit this house. And I ain't talking about no terroristic bomb. I'm talking about a Holy Ghost bomb. Yeah. Come on, that's okay. Give that tongue. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of tongues. My God. Come on, let's stand up and give the Lord a praise for the gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues today. Wow. Wow. Hallelujah. Wow. Yes. That's what you call the gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. We're going to go over that in the future. The gifts of the Holy Ghost. 
But I want to talk, and I'm telling you, I want to talk to two groups of people. First of all, those of you that are away from God, the Lord is dealing with you right now. You need to repent, and you need to come and bow your knee before the Lord and say, God, I'm sorry. Forgive me of my sins. I need to be made new. Bow your heads right now. If that's you, and you say, Pastor, I need to commit or recommit my life to Jesus. When I say three, lift your hand. One, two, three, lift your hand right now. I see your hand, dear brother. Come on, just keep your hand lifted. I see your hand over there, dear brother. I see your hand over here, brother. I see your hand right here, sir. Praise God. Keep your hand lifted. Anybody else? I, I, I see your hand down there, ma'am. Keep your hand lifted. I just need to commit or recommit my life to Christ today. I need to make, I see your hand back there, ma'am. Praise God. I see your hand over there, ma'am. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's what you call the Spirit of God moving in the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, that's the Holy Ghost. My God, I <laughs> thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you for that. Ah, hallelujah. I taught last week how he brought conviction. He's the one who brings conviction. Oh, what a blessing that is, that conviction comes. Amen. Amen. Now, right now, those of you that lifted your hand and those of you that didn't and needed to, when I say three, you get out of your seat and come and stand right down here with me. And the Lord's going to do a mighty work in your life today. Are you ready? One, two, three. Come on, right now. Come on, right now. If you lifted your hand now, come on. Come on. Don't you sit in your seat and be afraid. Come on. Come right down here. Come on. In the name of Jesus, get out of your seat. Come on. Come on, dear ma'am. Come on over here, man. Praise God. Come on, sir. Come on. Y'all, come on. Come on. There's some more. There's some more. There's some more. There's some more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Now, the prayer partner's coming. Altar worker's coming, please. Can I say thank y'all? Uh, you don't know how much it means to me, not that you've walked down, but how much it means to me that you did not resist the conviction of the Holy Ghost. Don't never get to a day where you don't feel the conviction of the Holy Ghost. You're in trouble if you do. I promise you. This is a blessing. This is a grace on your life. Y'all come and pray. Now, leaders, people, you saved, you love the Lord, you're good with God. But you ain't got the fire. You have not been baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. You're not full of the Holy Spirit. And you would say today, Pastor, I'm coming down. I need, a, I need the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Or I need a fresh baptism of the Spirit. And that's what I want today and I'm hungry for it. Pastor, I need that help. You have no idea what I'm walking through. You have no idea how many times I've wanted to quit. You have no idea how many times that weight has been on my shoulder. And I've been looking for help and I'm here to receive. And if you're hungry for it. I'm not going to beg you if you're hungry for it. I want you to get out of your seat and come and stand at this altar down here now. Just come on down. <laughs> I'm not going to beg nobody. And the reason I'm not begging anybody is because the, one of the hardest things to do 
is praying for somebody for the baptism and they don't even want it. Let's save our, let's save our energy and effort. How about that? And pray for people who are hungry. Praise God. Now, let me talk to those of you that just came down. One second, Molly. Let me talk to those of you that just came down. To receive the baptism, there's a couple things that need to happen. Nobody's going to teach you how to speak in tongues. God's big enough on his own. But to receive the baptism, this is what has to happen. You've got to break and you've got to surrender. If you came down here still holding on to your will, you ain't walking in God's will. That's the truth. But if you'll break before the Lord and you'll surrender everything before God, as people begin to pray for you, maybe nobody even prays for you. You might receive without even anybody even laying hands on you. That's fine. But if you'll break and surrender, you'll receive. But if you hold on to uh, you and your will and what you want, the Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman and he will not, he will not override your will. You have to say, Lord, everything I am, everything I'll ever be, everything I have, everything I'll ever have, it is yours. God, forgive me for anything I've ever done wrong, and I want to be made a new person today, and I'm sorry. I am here, I am broken, I'm surrendering, and I'm ready to receive. And when somebody lays their hands on you in just a moment, or even before then, you're going to hear a syllable. It is not your syllable. It is not your uh, language that you speak in every day. It's a different syllable. And when you hear that syllable in your innermost being, begin to let that syllable out. And when you do, God's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire and you're going to begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives you the utterance and you ain't going to be the same after today. Just as Brother Reese Hood was not the same when he walked out and just like I wasn't the same when I walked out, you're not going to be the same when you walk out. Now across this altar, I want you to pray with me. Say, Jesus, all over this building, say, Jesus, today I'm sorry for any of my sin. I ask you to forgive me. Everything I am, everything I'll ever be, everything I have, everything I'll ever have, it is yours. I surrender. I break in your presence. I want the Holy Spirit and fire. I ask you, Jesus, in your name, baptize me with the Holy Ghost and fire. In your name, I receive. Make me a new person in your name. Now take a deep breath in and just breathe out. And lift your hands and receive the Holy Ghost and fire now. Receive the Holy Ghost and fire right now. Receive the Holy Ghost and fire. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, receive the Holy Ghost and fire. Can I get some board members down here, some elders and some leaders? I, I, we want to come down here. We want to lay hands on some dear people and minister to them. Now receive the Holy Ghost and fire. And in just a moment, there's going to be some syllables that's going to begin to rise up in you. I don't know what they are. That's between you and God. But speak them out. 
in the name of Jesus, speak them out and you'll be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. And I'm telling you, you're not going to be the same anymore. You're going to walk outside and the trees are going to look different. You're going to look at your marriage different. You're going to look at your walk with Christ different. My God, you're going to get hungry after reading the Bible again. You're going to be hungry for the word again. You're going to be hungry to pray. You're going to be hungry to worship. You're going to be hungry to praise the Lord again. It's like something new is going to come on you. You want to know why? Because something new is coming on you. He is the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, receive ye the Holy Ghost and fire. I want you to extend your hands and begin to pray for these dear people right now. And if you're not praying, I want you worshiping. And if you're not worshiping, I want you praising. Are we still on right now? Listen, those of you at home, I want you to lift your hands. And I want you just to begin to ask Jesus to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. I want you to ask him right now. If you'll ask him, he'll give it. He'll give you that baptism. And the Holy Spirit will come on you. And you'll begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives you the utterance. And you'll never be the same again. You ain't got to leave, sir. You ain't got to leave the marriage. Ma'am, you ain't got to leave the marriage. You don't have to give up. You don't have to commit suicide. There is a water that will flow from your innermost being. It is living water and it'll make you new and receive the Holy Ghost and fire. Hallelujah. Thank you for watching today in the name of Jesus. Come on. Just pray for them right now. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.